A long time ago, in a bar far away, three friends came together to create a radio sensation that would slowly take over the airwaves. These friends, Spencer. Oh my god, it's corrupting my will to live. Luscious L. Why would you let me go out looking like that? And Dr. Berg. Have you thought about putting a liberal dose of whipped cream with that? Would their combined powers have been to the big places? We're live in Queen's Park. Coming to you from the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia. And we are live in Sydney. Uh, we are currently standing on Pitt Street. San Francisco. Because I'm that splendid bitch. And have spoken with the big names. Uh, hi, I'm Alex Grant. Hi, this is Danny Hines. Hey, this is Cameron from Architecture and Helsinki. Hello, this is Kate miller Heidke. Hey, this is Natalie Bassinger. Hey guys, Kyle Catter here. Okay, this is Grace Grace. Hey, this is Mark from Foster the People. Hey, what's up? This is Kim from the Banger Boys. Hi, I'm Kimber and you're listening to Gay O. Hi, this is Christina Keneally, former Premier of New South Wales. What's up, yours, Tim O'Matty? Hi, this is Zoe Badley. And now, they're at it again. Gay Savvy. How does it feel to be 30? Oh my god, I didn't think the day would it come. It feels like this. Look, happy 30th episode, guys. Woo! Crow's feet are starting to appear. I love it though, it's our 30th episode and we're all friggin' knackered. We are knackered. <laughs> We've, um, it's been a... It's, uh, oh, it, it's going to be a massive show, but it's been a massive week. Such a massive week. We saw um, Vanga Boys. We saw Vanga Boys. We saw Group Love. Beyonce, officially... She's had a baby. Blue She's Ivy. Blue Ivy Carter, in the world. Jay-Z's already written a song. I love the name. I yeah. love the name. I'm sorry. I, you know... I don't like the blue bit. If it I, was I, BLU, like Blue Cantrell... No, that's, that's just... The fact that's that they spell it... Well, th- I want to call her Bluey. Don't call her a colour. She, she's not a colour. She's not a it's plant like either. Rose. Uh, good point. Yeah. Um, yes, Beyonce's <laughs> popped one out. Um, I, I cooked a ham. You, you did a cook a ham. We cooked a ham well. I posted a letter. Mm, I did. I had a shower. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. It's obviously been a very busy yeah. week. We're going to have a busy show. We're going to kick it off with a bit of a... A chat about our friends in Canada. Oh, Canada. What? We're going to figure out the Canadian National Anthem eventually. Eventually. And we're actually going to play it in next week's show, we've decided. Yeah. Um, the Canadian we really, National we really are. We're going to see if we, we can find like a funky Dion remix version. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, and Brian Adams. Canada, homophobia and legislation. The gay panic thing has kicked off again, guys. What's going on there? Yeah, it's uh, going to be it's politically like legally show this week. Um, we're also going to be attack. We're going to be talking, can you separate a person... Um, from their homophobic views, um, can you admire still admire someone even though they have an opinion that you don't necessarily agree with? So we'll we're going to be, be talking we'll about be that, and that will that issue very deeply. Yes. And then we'll be talking about Margaret Court. If you don't know who Margaret Court is, well, like yours truly, you're about to find out. But yeah. uh, yes, it's going to be an education power gaze. Yeah. Do you have a power gaze? Do you know a power gay? Who we think is in your list of power gays. You can don't know what a power gay is, but we'll let you know. And Not you the drink Powerade, power gay. <laughs> yeah, and you can let us know. Um, tweet us at gay savvy, hashtag power gay. Basically, if you tweet us and hashtag, just We're hashtag, gonna, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll, we'll, we'll love it. <laughs> We're um, also going to have a fabulous chat with Mr. Matt Holloway. Yes, a little uh, interview with Spencer and myself we'll be undertaking. He's raised some interesting views about pornography within the gay community. Yes. Very accepted, very 
seen as very normal. Yeah. What are some unintended side effects which could be? Because we happening? had we had so we sort of touched on the subject last episode. We did. So we're going to be getting a little bit more in depth, a little bit more personal with it. Well, yeah. I mean, is it more than just getting off and getting out of there? Is but it? There's is also it changing our minds. The yeah. debate too that it was actually originally brought up as an issue because there is a debate at the moment of how porn industry is uh, uh, cor- not, would you say corrupting or, or impacting? It's alleged it's impacting upon Im- the community. Impacting the community in general, but uh, we've got Matt Holloway saying, hey, hey, what about the gay community too? What about us? Like, pornography is also... What about us? Well, it's been saying, you know... It's we like watch porn. <laughs> 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 Maybe that's a new 90 gay challenge for Shut us. Shut a <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, plenty and heaps and heaps of music as per usual. We will be playing Vanga Boy somewhere down the track, as well as uh, some other funsies. Exactly. What have we got to start us off with? Luscious girl talk. To start us off, yeah. I'm not luscious, but I I just thought I'd help you out there. Mm. No girl talk. Someone wrote down strange. No, it's girl talk. Your girl. And what's the name of the band? That's right. No, no, no. The band is girl talk. The song's song's that's right. I'm confused, you're confused. We're it's going to sound fabulous, We're going to go to Talk Strange Land. Um, it's that right. Playing a big day out. Gay Savvy, episode 30, I'm Luscious L. I'm Spencer. And I'm Dr. Burke. Stick around.
gay savvy. We're like a twink at a Gaga concert. That's right. Strange talk. Tell mm. us about that, Spencer. Um, I, dude, you tell me. How good was um, Single Ladies mashed up with Real Thing by Javine in that song? Look, I, I thought life couldn't get any better. I, I, th- I think we just reached the no, epitome I there. It's like, that's like the cocaine of music. Oh, my God. It's addictive. It's, 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 it's you know, it's not Kesha Goon. It's, it's, it's music cocaine. <laughs> it's musical rock. You know, yeah. And, yeah. and when you listen to it, you, you, you get all confident rock. and all of a sudden you're <laughs> Back just gets into it, you know. It's great. Ass into it. Yeah. Musical cocaine. I like. So, is that our new hashtag for this segment? Musical cocaine. What is your musical cocaine song? Twitter us now. That's actually something that would work with a Twitter Twitter hashtag. Musical coke. What's your musical coke? Musical coke, because you know you want want to limit want to limit your your characters. characters. Yeah. So what's your? I hate that. I'm thinking about the people here. I try something like it's racial. Like sort of halfway through it, I'm like, oh, I run out of letters. Yeah, so you musical coke, um, hashtag us that now at Gay Savvy and let us know what your musical coke is at the moment. Yeah. But guys, Canada. Right. We love Canada. Oh, Canada. Canada, da, da. Oh, Canada. Is that how it goes? Or is that the South Park? That's thing? South Park. That's the South Park. Oh, okay. Can- but that is in the, it, it is in the tune of the Canadian national anthem. Oh, yeah. is it? See, I always thought it was, oh, Canada, no. oh, oh, Canada, Canada, how wondrous are your branches of government? Um, yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. But Canada, one of the first countries in the world to legalize gay marriage. Yeah, way back in the early noughties. But now well, she's gotten complicated. Well, something happened this week. I was, yeah. I was um, having. I didn't have one of those first world problems, um, one of the, which you often see. I went to the <laughs> toilet without my smartphone and had nothing to do. I went to the <laughs> toilet with my smartphone, had something to do. Excellent. Was, was looking through Yay. my, was, yeah, <laughs> searching imp- through the iTunes while taking a crap. I- impress- Gay savvy. Don't Impressive over Don't use your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> Don't use Burke's iPhone. <laughs> um, but. Yeah, found on Twitter all this thing about um, Canadian marriages being invalidated or gay marriages. I'm like, what? What? What in Australia? No, well, they're not. This is this is where it gets tricky. Yeah, because in Australia, even if you are, even if you do enter into a gay marriage overseas, the Australian government they won't won't have it. They won't have a bar of it. But what was happening is that. All the Canadian marriages, where one party was from a country that did not allow same-sex marriage, it looked like they were going to invalidate all these marriages. So Dan Savage, who is a um, a prominent broadcaster yep. in in the US, was having his um his was being nulled and void. Many Australians who had been to Canada did Dr. Karen Phelps get married in Canada, or was she that got New York? New York. Okay. She got married in New okay. York. Um, however. It looks as though the Canadian government has stepped in, has clarified the position, so this isn't going to be a problem now. But it does highlight the fact that... We what live, caused the problem in the first place? It was just poorly written Yeah, law. it looked like a particular interpretation yeah. by a judge. It looked like he, um, a lawyer pointed out that um, was making an argument that the way the law was written, um, it could be invalidated because um, something in the in the wording about the parties not the parties needed to be from places where it recognised. Yeah, now, where it's was yeah, all legal. Yeah. yeah. So I broadly oversimplified it there, but there there was something there was, it was an interpretation issue, and the and the government has came come out and said, look, we'll clarify it, we'll make sure that this isn't going to be the case. Hmm. But it does raise the question that we 
I mean, it's so up in the air. Our legal situations—it's we don't have we don't yeah. have recognition here. Even if we do go overseas, it's not recognised here. And even and if we do go overseas, it may not even be recognised. <laughs> and that's the thing: is that we're like we're pushing and fighting. We've got to get the laws changed, and blah blah blah. And then it got to makes you think. Once we do get the laws changed, mm. we've got to be really freaking careful <laughs> about the wording of it because the simple like misinterpretation, or if you change one word, or change the meaning of one word mm. in a legal contract or a legal or legislation or anything. It can change the well, entire meaning of can, the whole thing and I, make everything just redundant. People that work in legislation in the government pay attention. Could, could I, get it can, right. can I tell you something very nerdy legal? But, uh, uh, oh, do it. So do it. I, you but, read Archie when in the courtroom. Yes. No, yes, I, I knew it. You take your smartphone to the public. <laughs> 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 That's not so much nerdy legal as just gross. But uh, as I've said before, the the Constitution um, yep. says that federal government uh, legislates marriage in Australia. Yes. There is an argument that marriage in the Constitution may be read down mm-hmm. to only mean a man and a woman, which means that the federal government can't actually legislate on marriage and it will be up to the states then. So Ooh. there is this argument that once it Sorry, is... Sorry, dumb that down for me. I'm, okay, I'm... so... The federal government can only legislate for things written in the Constitution. So that means we can have a, a vote again like we did with the Queensland Union Civil Bill and the state government can vote for yeah, well, gay marriage. Not sort of. <laughs> what, what it means is that typically the it, marriage has been a federal issue in Australia because yeah. in the Constitution it says things yep. the federal government yep. can do is We marriage. know this, yep. 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 So they might pass the law, but there may be a challenge to say, well, hang on. When the Constitution was written back in 1901, they didn't think of marriage as being unions between two men. We think what marriage actually means in the Constitution is between a man and a woman. So the federal government can only talk about man and woman marriages. And if that was the case, the uh, same-sex marriage act at the federal level could be invalidated and it would be up to the states then to pass gay marriage laws. Can I just ask one question? And I'm really sorry if this goes off topic here, but again, had dinner with with the bestie, uh, Emily. It was her birthday. Happy birthday, Emily. And, um, you know, the family brought up, because they were talking about us being on TV, Mm -hmm. ABC and stuff like that. And um, they said, you know... um, with this union bill, you have the same rights that a married couple do. So, again, they said, you know, they, they, their impression is marriages why can, is why a, continue fighting? a religious thing. Not why continue fighting. But one, they ask, what now? What, what is it that you guys actually want? And the fact that you have all the equal laws. And, and, and my question to you guys is, do we have equal law? Like, like what, what do I fight back with when they, when they say stuff like that? Like, you've got equal laws. Um, you know, you, your love is recognized. You can register your love. Um, well, what, what's, a what's of, the that, difference? That's the it's, thing. Is it's registering your love. Yeah. So, like, it's a, it's a registration sort of situation. And that's what I said because I said, you know, it, the, the difference is is that uh, a guy and girl will say, guess what? Look, I've got a ring. Like, I'm engaged. And everyone will go, ah! When's the engagement party and stuff like that? I'm think- and I'm saying, would you guys react the same way if I, if hypothetically, look, guys, me and Dr. Burke, we're wearing bracelets, we're engaged, you know, will they react and go, oh my god, I can't wait for the wedding party and like the well, bucks? Like that's a that's just a personal thing. The other uh, not a legislation thing. Yeah, <laughs> you can't, no, you can't uh, legislation. But, but my point yeah, saying that yeah. you know we want that equality. Yeah, you know, we yeah. want that. That uh, that excitement that you know the well marriage yeah. is marriage. People, you say marriage, people know what you're talking about. 
They yeah. know what it means in terms of logistics, legality, but also love and commitment. So we, we basically want to get past the step where we don't have to. We would go, oh, like we're having a civil union, and then people just so just have the immediate reaction of, oh my god, congratulations, and not the, oh, what's that? Yeah, yeah, and yeah, okay. it's also let's face it, it's a form of segregation. You, you're saying, you know, your love is exactly the same as ours. That's why we're going to give you this special little thing that's completely different. Yeah, that's actually not marriage, but gives you exactly <laughs> the same. But it looks it's, it looks similar. It looks similar. But you Package is completely different. Yeah, it looks similar, it tastes similar, but, but it's different. Yeah. What if yeah. they said because what if but they said we're totally going to give you this because marriage is a religious thing, but, but it's but not. If it, it's it, not, and that's what you and that's what we say when people. Yeah. Say, well, it's in Australia. It's not. It, it, or it, it you has, can just punch them in the face and run away. Really punch them in the face and run away. Or then, if that is the case, if they actually do get their way and say marriage is by definition a religious thing between man and woman, should we be fine for the fact? Well, all those people that got married on a beach and not in a church, and you know, but, but look, that's, that's yeah, you can married and being pedantic. And say, hey, is, that's a civil union. A lot Change of, the the fact that you you know don't say you got married. You got a civil union. Yeah. <laughs> Look, marriage is a um, does have religious overtones in some situations, but it it is it is a civil it is a civil thing in yep. Australia. We're going to go to a track now, but when we come back, we're going to be talking more legalities. We are. Um, so yeah, don't be put off. We're not going to. It's not going to get confusing. It may get confusing. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're going to head to a track. When we come back, we're going to be talking about homophobia and legislation and all those sorts of things. So, what we're going to play, yeah. Jacob De- Jake Deaconbuck has actually released his album, Finally Yay! Missing Person. We've Woo! got it in our hands right now. We're going to play a track from that record. Woo! Woo! I'm a good man. I take shit all day. I know what they say. I've got a weakness. The worst kind of weakness is fold. I don't Way to act up so burnt out, bipolar prone. Another proud soldier you'll have to send home. So give me my favorite sins. Give me my favorite sins. Guess I'm a new turd. I've cut off this age. Another number on a page. Put in your box, tell to behave. Pay all your taxes and pray to be saved. Shit to the girls on the bus who use the word gay like it's a bad thing, like some sims party was gay. They don't even bother, nobody ever bothers. If no one fucking bothers, why should I even bother? So give me my versions. Now, won't you, won't you give me? On the internet, got a clinically diagnosed fear of rejection Still trooping on to make a connection All of these years of human evolution Do you feel what we need now is a cultural revolution I've heard 
word Maybe salt in the diet More vitamin C, I could try it Making me snappy, so trigger happy Another Gen Y is still wearing his nappy And who are we hanging out with? Oh, wait. Oh, fuck, I gotta say group love. <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, this is Andrew from Group Love, and you're listening to me, Gay Savio. Dim the light, dim the light, dim the light low. You can come and join me, sit around the piano. You can light the fire, open up the window. You can make a choice by seeing where the wind blows. You can watch me sleeping, and I can watch you dreaming. You can change the channel, and I can change the feeling. Oh uh-huh. 
savvy. Better than a post-coital cigarette. And that was Group Love with Chloe. Now, Group Love were here on Tuesday night. You went to see them, I went to see them. With the T-Train. With the T-Train and... That's a person he didn't actually catch a train. Group Love. They're called Group Love. As you would have heard in our interview with Andrew... From Group Love. They're called Group Love because they're all super best friends and there's just so much love in the air that they're a group. It just that, makes that, you want to vomit. Oh, no, you don't want to vomit. You just want to dance and get, oh, the, the joy that they... Did three friends come together? <laughs> uh, it was amazing. So, um, so much love. And not only that, but all the people in the band have a go at vocals. Oh. And so this was the bass guitarist. Like us, when we all have a go at vocals and go, oh, we all suck. Well, no, Tim <laughs> tries to get me in tune and he's like, no, up here. And I'm like, I can't pitch my voice. Well, like when we try and do harmonies and I'm like, I, what, what? Yeah. <laughs> it involves me having to smack them. We've got, that's okay. Just before the break, we were, you know... I'm um, talking about various things um, on the legality side. Yes, yes. The gay panic defence, or, or as the, the non-violent homosexual advance defence, as it's known within Queensland, yep. is making ruckus again, Luscious. It it's is, it's picking ruckus. up speed and it's getting in trouble with the law. If you open the latest edition of Q News, uh, edition Are you reading 290, Q, Q I am News reading, right now? I'm reading Q News right now, Dr. Burke. And you can up, read? I can read. It took me three years of college years to figure that one out. But if you turn to page seven, there is a gay panic defence committee has no gay members article. So, th- so we've got a committee. We've got a committee. There is a committee to um, try and suss out what the hell's going on with the gay panic. Gay, yeah, gay non defence thing. Yeah. Um, but on this committee, there are no openly gay people. I think okay. I believe it's all it's an all male contingent on the committee yeah. as well. But there is yeah, there is no openly gay or no known gay people serving on this committee, which right. raises a little bit of a question. It, it, but uh, the article also points out too what a compliment that may be that you know there are the people that are banding together to to fight this. Uh, 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 no. Yep. So you, you're looking at me weirdly. My oh, that's just <laughs> I apologise. I should turn my phone oh, off. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> the, uh, well, back to my point then. Um, <laughs> back to the, me. Usually, when they look at me weird, they, uh, it makes me think, okay, I shouldn't. I, I should be quiet. No, I was. I was <laughs> vibrating. Um, <laughs> um, you know, a little startled. Should we? Should we? You know, take it as a compliment that that you know these people are fine for us and they're not even part of the. Look, you know, look. I think a lot has happened on this over the last few last year, probably because they were looking at a review of the of the defensive provocation. Yep. Um, when they did this review, they decided not to repeal it, and they but they also decided not to remove the non-violent homosexual advance defence. Now, yeah. it the way this defence has been created, it's not a, it's not actually in legislation. It's it's a judge interpretation, yep. Um, yep. which is due to precedent is now available. The argument in the past has been we don't want to touch the provocation defence because it will it could affect things like battered battered spouse syndrome, which is a defence. When, yeah. when abused partners can, um, can can use to get yeah. off murder charges if they... If they, they, they themselves become violent. Yep. Yeah. So and there's a lot of arguments there that battered wife could be seen under self-defence, but it, it is a legal minefield. Um, and I think what happened was the politicians said, this is too hard, we're just not going to touch it because yeah. we could have unforeseen ramifications. What the good thing is, though, we've had people across Queensland voice their opposition to this and say, look, we don't care if it's too hard. We realise it could be a little bit difficult to couch the law in a sense that's not going to... Yeah. Um, 
it, that's going to remove gay panic, but isn't going to affect other things. But we don't care. We think we're worth the effort. And yeah. it's it's got to the stage now where at least there is a panel to get... They, they're they're, they're legitimately this. looking yeah. into it. Well, two things that I, I know when it comes to this issue. One, it exists that, like, you know, get the gay panic defense. It is part of, you know, the, law. The, the law still. But what everyone's attitude is, if anyone wants to use that, it's really looked down like it's really like, yeah, we don't buy a bar of, of this. Like, yeah. you know, if someone was to yeah. plea with that defence, people would just go, no, nah, you're just a shit person that killed someone because you have issues. But um, the other thing too, um, remember Silver Stiletto? Yes. Yes. There's a, there's a bit of a, I wouldn't say ignorance, just um, uh, no knowledge to, to this um, this law because um, when, when we went to the premiere of Silver Stiletto, um, I was talking to uh, Craig, the director and uh, not the director, the writer Craig of Ruster. it, Craig Rosser, um, and he was saying how he played this to uh, at a university lecture of I think so, I think it was a not a law class, um, either a business class or someone or a class that's part of the um, creative arts industry, yep. Yep. and uh, you know basically played the movie and said, "What do you guys think?" And he was actually more just going on a you know. Does he think it looks okay? Does he? Yeah, and uh, and someone actually questioned the whole uh, gay panic defense, and and half the class were just like, "Hold on, one sec, this law actually exists. Like people can plea, and yeah, they just had no idea that this exists. And yeah. I'm sure if there was more awareness that there is a law out there that allows people to you know have their murder charges downgraded because but that's that's the thing is we got to talking about um, about sexuality and the law because a lot of people you would like a lot of people don't think um that that the legislation can be actually influenced by like by homosexuals heterosexuals and those sorts of things and what have you (laughs) having an alarm situation here listeners do do not be alarmed um but yes (laughs) (laughs) and in our um in our production meeting this morning we were sort of we were talking about about how it's it's so bizarre that it's influenced so like its influence can be either so strong that it can actually change laws or mm. it can it can be used sort of in a negative aspect um, mm. to, to, to again change laws but to sort of to create further discrimination and further mm. harm and I think I think in like just just the, talking about the whole thing it just kind of shit me <laughs> that um, that, yeah that the gay community can be like, can be used or can appear to be being used in such a way as to, like, as um, I'm trying to think of the word. Porn? No, not porn. No, um, not porn as in P-O-R-N, porn as in yes, chess. P-A-W-N. Okay. That's <laughs> using it as like a chess Why porn. did she look at me so nastily when I said that? We'll talk about that later, Um Yeah, but like being used as a chess porn. Yeah. Well, that was the, well that's the exact make, argument. To make the moves. That's, exact, that's the exact argument they used against Andrew Fraser, why he introduced the Civil Unions Bill. It was to garnish porn. some green support. But then again, we and were used as a porn again, saying that we're a porn. So Exactly. And it, it just I just find it disturbing, like upsetting that people either will actively use it, um, use the LGBTI community as a, as a porn, or when we are legitimately trying to do something. Yeah. They're saying whoever is standing up for it or to try and make that change, be it legislative or governmental, is, we, we is had being used as a porn. People saying, you know, we're just disgusted how Labor used us as a porn. And I'm like, and I'm just as disgusted that Liberal fought back using us as a porn, saying this is a porn. And said, like, it's, you know, <laughs> Dad says this is a no-brainer. My father says this is a no-brainer. <laughs> and it's just tragic that, you know, the Liberal Party fought back and fought back 
this is a pawn, this is an outrage, you know, this is a political stunt rather than saying, yeah, this is a no-brainer, we do need that. Okay, let's just... Yes, we support it too. Yes. Now let's talk and about that's the real why it just issues. It's getting so much more and more confusing. Well, fellow fellow co co hosts, let's hold hands. Okay. Um, I say we we be wild ones. Yeah. Let's be wild ones and 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 you know have a voice. <laughs> Don't make out with me. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, let's be wild ones and and play a song. Okay. <laughs> All right. How about wild ones? We're gonna be outrageous. <laughs> By and Rider and Sia. I think so. And I what's the song called? Wild one. Oh my oh god. god, that's it's just, just crazy. It's like a sign from Gay Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Gay Savvy. I'm Spencer. I'm Dr. Burke. I'm Lasha Sell. This is episode 30. We're 30 years old. Oh. Um, stick around. There is more song. awesome stuff. Hey, I heard you are a wild one. Ooh, I took you home and be a woman. Show me.
running with wolves and I'm on the prowl. Carefully, you got M's in your face and lots of in your face. I got Dylan MC, lots of gonna easy peasy. Doesn't come for free. She's a real A. That's me. Ah, uh, you'll see. Somebody down and wind it all around. Somebody down and wind it all around. Somebody down and wind it all around. Somebody down and sing it here. And I tell you what I want. <laughs> it works. Yeah, yeah, see? 
It threatened groping with groping. Yeah, I nice. might like it. <laughs> oh. Oh, we had a little bit of <laughs> oh, um, the herbs. Oh, my God, the herbs. Guys, what's, tell us about this. Oh, well, we went to Venga Boys on Wednesday night. Yeah. yeah. The 11th of January. Yeah. And supporting act were... Supporting act were the herbs. And the herbs, it took us a little while to realise, but they do cover songs of... The Spice Girls. Get, so it. get it. The Spice it. Girls. The herbs. But, but it's oh. it's not in the tune of the Spice Girls song. It's just the lyrics. Completely different. Yep, just, the, just lyrics. the lyrics. Different beat, different tempo, different backing, um, and different um, uh, arrangement of the verses and, and songs. Like the chorus won't even be the chorus of the. You know, for example, yeah. "Stop Right Now." The chorus to "Stop Right Now" wasn't "Stop Right Now." Thank you very much. It was. Um, Hey, you always on the run. They just kept repeating, hey, you're running, you're, you're running, running, you're, you're running, always on the run, run. you're running. It was very interesting. I did like it a lot. <laughs> and, the, and the lead singer was a bit oat spice, was a bit dreamy. They had oat spice, sugar spice, paprika spice, cajun sugar spice. spice. Nice. nice. Spice. Nice. You said sugar spice? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I'm just a bad person then. Now, really. Oat spice was dreamy. There, I said it. You're now. dreamy, oat spice. <laughs> Hey, well, it's Spice. Guys, it was just a great night. Hey, oh, so good. Oh, yep. So oh, I was just going to say, and the DJ beforehand who played the 90s music. Oh, it was like a with, high school dance. I found the DJ for my wedding. <laughs> That's right. I'm getting nice. married one day. We'll focus on the boyfriend first. But, All right. Uh, yeah. Awesome DJ. We'll work our way up to that. Yeah. Homophobia. Okay. Well, it's been a running thing through, throughout this show so far. Yeah. Uh, it, what I what what I'm thinking is that there are some people I really like. Well, especially growing up, there were a couple of people who I really respected. Yep, and I really admired. No, mm-hmm. but they had a deep homophobic streak about them. Yeah, they'd say those comments, they'd mention those things, and you sort of be like, "Oh, I really like you," but oh, yeah. And it got me thinking. I I now realise that I naturally avoid people that have. A homophobic or a, or a not quite so positive view of of the, of gay, the gay community, GLBTIQ yeah. spectrum, which um, I imagine is quite rare these days. Well, you? I th- I think I have just naturally started to associate myself with people who won't make comments like that yeah. and mm. and things like that, and which is why I think I still get a bit surprised when I hear them now, mm. and that's more the environment I put myself in. But you got me thinking: can we still admire people? Um, if they are homophobes, well, because and one of the big one of the things about no. gay savvy is <laughs> that um, is that we always say we support in people having their opinions. opinions we don't necessarily yeah. support their opinion. It's exactly. So Thomas, can yeah. can yeah. we support like and can we still be like still admire and still look up to people who have who necessarily Justin Bieber? I think I'm too. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, no, you just can't admire. Yes, him. I, I, I'm sorry, I just can't do it. But like, but there is like it's not they're not it's not necess- like it's not they're not bad people. No, they're not out there slaughtering goats for their pagan religion. If you do that, that's fine. Mm. But, like, it's just... Can it's, can you still, like, look up to them as a person? I personally, I I, I think I can. Mm. However, I still, every time you sort of just go, oh, yeah, yeah, but... Yeah. There's no. always that, uh... I think, I think I'm too simple to, to you know, look you bit, no, Sorry, you go. No, you, you, you go. I was going to say, uh, the thing I find about you, Spencer, though, is you are very black and white. Yeah. Yeah. You're not a grey area you, kind you, of guy. Which I really admire for mm. people who are black and white because they, 
they're decisive. They're like, you know, this is this is it. This yep. is right. They see right and wrong clearly. But then there's like then there's a whole junk food aspect. Like you know, there's that you know, don't drink don't drink Coke. It's so bad for you. Or, or Macca's. It's so unhealthy. But you eat it anyways. You know, like you know, I guess because I, I automatically thought of this when you guys were talking yep. about the whole you know, can you still? I mean, yeah, that you know, people have done these people that you look up to, Matt, that you know had that yeah. slight homophobic chant to them like you know they've done great things can you look beyond that and go yeah they did this but god but they also did this and this and that it's sort of like food oh it's really bad it might give you cancer but oh it tastes so good i suppose there's different Mm. there's different um elements of homophobia as we're calling it here you know there's the throwaway statements and then there's the things where they're saying it to be cool i think and and there's also there's the aspect of where it's just i'm just making a statement this is my personal position Mm. or i'm actively going out of my way to try and make it harder for them or, yeah. or, or actively attacking. But then the, then there's the concept, too, of what is homophobia these days because originally it's a fear. Like, the, these people that... I think what you're talking about exactly, when it comes to yeah. people that you might have that... Home, I don't think it's homophobia. I just think it's a form of minor hate, if you will, because they don't look scared. They're, I don't think they're terrified of us. I think they just... Mm. It's not a, necessarily fear. It's just... It's I'm, a... Um, a, a Ignorance. That's the other thing as well, because homophobia actually means you have a fear of homosexual homosexuality because you have a fear you, you yourself may be, um, yeah. which is quite often when we use homophobia, we're using it incorrectly because it's actually a, an inward... Ha- yes. An inward fear. Um, the other term which is being used these days. In is, other words, it's it? just hate. Heterosexism is that you know heterosexuality being the only form of the sexual uh, acceptable sexuality. So okay, I like that one. Heterosex. Heterosexism. Heterosexism. So that's our new hashtag. <laughs> so what? <laughs> you're, so you're, you're coke and he- heterosexism. So instead of saying homophobic, you would say you're a heterosexist. You're a heterosexist. Heterosexist. <laughs> It's it's got okay. a lot of yeah. <laughs> it's got a lot of syllables in it. Heterosexist. <laughs> so if you've got if you're having a heavy saliva day, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> Which was Burke yeah, and but, um, in the mosh pit at so, Venga Boys. So the <laughs> the culmination of this segment, Doctor Burke, can you separate a person from their heterosexist views? I think we're undecided, Luscious, but we're going to be talking about someone who is widely admired within the Australian community for her sporting prowess, Yes, but is raising the ire of the gay community. We're talking about Margaret Court, and we'll speak about her after these tracks. Um, What are these tracks? Of course, it's Skrillex. Oh, Skrillex is newy. Bangarang. Bangarang. And then we're going to have a little bit of gold frap. Um, yellow halo. <gasps> we'll be back after Ooh, that. So, new lesbian performer and, uh, you know, DJ who isn't gay. Or is gay, I'm not sure. Who cares? Gay Savvy episode 30.
Where? 
got a lot of bit of gold for I do like gold brown. Yeah. yeah. They're starting to... Uh, I mean, I always come late to these things, like, you know, Florence and Machine and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like gold frack when they first came out. Um, just annoyed me um, but I slowly slowly grow we saw Gold Frog at the first festival you and I went to Luscious yeah yeah. I remember I remember you sat there and you were pissed off the whole time because you're like they haven't played that whatever the song was and it took them forever and you're like they're slow and they sound crap today yeah they, were, yeah, like, they didn't play any of their hits it was it was weird seeing her actually but mm. um, she's done bro- well I've always liked Gold Frog you always. always like everyone yeah well, get out of here Mr. Likey McLike like fine Look, guys. Can I come back? Okay. <laughs> you can come back now. <laughs> I'm Spencer. I'm Luscious Al. I'm Dr. Burke, and this is episode 30 of Gay Savvy. We're going to speak about someone who many people think of is the greatest tennis player of all time, especially on the women's side of the game. You've never heard of her. Yes. Yeah. Have you heard of her, Luscious Al? I have. I have. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I do. I like my tennis. Yes. Um, bit of a fan, and I, had, I have heard of um, the... Fabulous Margaret Court. Margaret for her Court. Tennis, What's an ironic for her last name? Tennis prowess. It's a married name? Mm. Oh, yeah. right. She okay. was Margaret Smith originally, I believe. Still never heard of her. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yes, she was fantastic. so good. Had a court named after her. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. in, in Margaret, court, Margaret court Arena. Yeah. Margaret Court Arena. Where is that? It's in Melbourne. Um, it's one of the major courts where the Australian Open is played. Yes, currently going to be hosting the Australian Open upcoming. However... In her post-tennis life, she's um, she's also now a pastor of a rather... I don't think it would be wrong to say conservative, fundamentalist, um, yep. Christian um so we're Religion. not talking about spaghetti or macaroni, right? Um, okay. No. no. Sorry, in, I, I just had Perth. one of those porn moments where <laughs> you thought I was... Yep. You, you heard pastor, you're like, ooh, hungry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, over yeah, in WA. In WA, she's a, a pastor of this church over there and has has made it quite clear for the last, uh, last 20 years, made some rather um, stern, anti-gay... Heterosexist. Heterosexist um, comments. Yeah. Uh, including... Some this year, um, especially, well, last year, actually, in the lead up to the ALP. Welcome to Gay Savvy's hate on a straight moment. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we're not hating necessarily. It's actually going to... We're just querying. We're querying. It's going to actually... (laughs) (laughs) It's actually going to link back into what we were saying earlier about, you know, can you admire someone? Yes. Despite them having these... Because she is, she she was a fabulous sports person and she achieved a lot in her sporting career... However, it's outside of the sporting arena that things have started to go a bit pear shaped. Well, exactly. And now she's um, she has she came out with some comments before the ALP conference. Came out with some corkers. Exactly. And At she, the but, corkers. But, but she's also a big fan of reparative therapy, which is you know becoming an ex-gay. Yep. She speaks about uh, we have homosexuals in the church. I help them to overcome. We have people who have been homosexual who are now married. Oh, shit. Yeah, so we, we, we yeah. see comments like that, and you just, you worry, because I don't, I honestly believe that a lot of what she's preaching is, she's probably not doing it out of hatred. No, 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 she's, very... she's doing it out of a belief in uh, for her religion, and that's that's fair enough. The only, the, one, one of the issues that has caused us to is that the fact that she is so high profile um, within the community and the sporting community specifically yeah. that she that has she has an influence over her. well she has an she has an influence over um, a lot of people and a lot of young kids in that um, in just like in that area and with the upcoming um, 
Australian Open mm. uh, and it being held down at Margaret Court Arena has caused a bit of a stir with these comments. Are people boycotting? Well, well, pe- well Dr. Karen, Karen Phelps, she has um, come out and and she's um, spoken with the Australian Tennis Organisation. I can't actually remember their uh, name. I'm pretty sure it's not the ATO. Tennis Australia. Um, and she has um, made a push to have the name of the court changed yeah. um, as it is... Rather drastic. Um, yeah, ostracising yeah. to the LGBT community. Well, another thing was yeah. called Rainbows Over Court. Um, there, yes. was a, there, was a, there was a push to have a large gay contingent turn up to one of the um, one of or just have the, yeah, and just uh, have everyone turn up in rainbow in pride rainbow colours and, and bring rainbow flags. And down. what I loved about Tennis Australia is so they they are happy to have have you turn up. And if you if you're there if you're there to you don't have to be there to watch the tennis, but if you're there to protest, so long as you don't disturb gameplay. They're fine. Exactly. And Which I, was fabulous. You know what? I, so, uh, you know what we need? Remember when we were at that parade, uh, we are at the, uh, you know, uh, ALP rally, mm-hmm. and we're hearing the speeches, and there were those people saying... Um, shame, shame, labor, shame. We, we need those people just between each match when people go, yeah, like you just say, shame, labor, shame. shame. <laughs> no, I honestly think a much more effective. Can you imagine a whole stadium full of people there enjoying the game and not saying a word? Yep. But with rainbow flags everywhere, wouldn't that just speak I think, volumes? I think that would be I, that would have far more impact. So, what's the likelihood of Margaret Court? Court Margaret Court Arena being changed. Oh, I don't. Would, would um, do. I I see it, that is, it's a really tricky. Do you want thing. the name changed? Do you think Karen Phelps has a legitimate? I think she has a legitimate reason and a legitimate argument for it. Um, but I can also see how you can't you can't cha- he can't sort of um make this. What am I trying to say? <laughs> it's again, it's a porn moment. It, um, you you can't uh, change someone so, change something for something someone's done. After yeah. the thing, I mean, so she's she's she known got, for a she, tennis player. Yeah, she got and she got named. The court was named after her for in recognition of her tennis achievements. Yeah. However, she has she does have this stance and this. She's been making these statements, which are, is it vilification? Oh, I, I don't know about don't know. vilification. It's just very ignorant state, statements yeah. around well, homosexuality being a choice, a product of childhood. Trauma. Stephanie um, Rice, yeah. you know, won Australia many gold medals in the Olympics, and I don't think the was it Audi or what what car sponsorship supported yeah, her when know. she came out yeah. with that um take that you faggots and they took her car away. Yeah, you know, I don't think they thought, oh yeah, but she did do a lot for Australia. Like, but that's that's a different thing. Like that's a, they gave her a car because they were paying for her for her to be a spokesperson for that company. Mm-hmm. This was done this in was recognition in recognition for her achievements. That's, prior that's to the these. difference, but, but it's this, kind but this of was the also, same. The, the court was also named um, prior to these statements being made, wasn't it? Yes. Well, I think that was she's been well known for about twenty years on these views. Um, mm. I think it's just becoming extremely publicised now. Well, it's very so, yeah. difficult, and, and that's and, and like we're. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to go down to Margaret Court Arena and paint over the sign saying, "No, not quite Margaret Court Arena." Yeah. Yeah. Like. It's yeah, Margaret Cho Arena. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, that'd be fabulous. And see, and that's the thing. That would be that fabulous. This is why we have that argument previously of can you take away someone's like respect or like can you no longer respect somebody for what they achieved if they have this particular view? Yes. Mm. See again, binary Spencer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ones and zeros. Love it. Yep. Um, oh. This is very fascinating, guys. But if you've got an opinion, let us know. Gay.savvy.z at gmail.com. That's it. Or tweet us at gaysavvychampions. Yeah. yeah. I, actually, I want to start a tweet or a <laughs> petition to, you know. Yeah, I, would, I want to paint over the 
Ort in, in Margaret Court and put Cho. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that get, might get Cho back to come back, back and do a tour so I can see her. Yeah, no, no, you can no. actually rock up this time. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh, my God, we've got some of our favourite Stephen Carmichael. Um, uh, so tell us about this song. Well, he turned the big 2-1 the other day, yep. and uh, we were lucky enough, Gay Savvy was lucky enough to be there. He even tweeted us saying thank you. It was a yeah. great night. And uh, one of his songs were remixed in the in the DJ mix, and it was a great song. And even Dr. Burke turned to me going, I love it. Yeah, this is good. I so hear it this. down, and it's a vile, violet? Violent. Violent energy. Energy. And violent energy. That's Stephen Carmichael on Gay Savvy Episode 30. Woo!
I'm Stephen Carmichael, and you're listening to Gay Savvy. Me, she was pulling. 
microwave cheese. Microwave, microwave cheese. cheese. Yum, yum, yum. Well, you're on episode 30 of Gay Savvy. I'm Dr. Burke. I'm Lachiselle. I'm Spencer. Sitting quietly in the corner. I'm getting tired. Hey, <laughs> like, I know, I, I know usually when we do the closing segment, we go, oh, I'm so exhausted. I'm already feeling it. It's been a big... It's, it's been, been a big, big, big... Dr. Burke had a dinner party last <laughs> night. <laughs> We all got home a little late, oh. except for Dr. Red, because he lived there. Yeah, I had to clean up. Cheeky bastard. Actually, Claire came home and... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was Assisted. Though. If you want a good ham, Dr. Burke's the one to call. Yeah. Oh, but we've, had a f- we've had a fabulously massive show, and it's just going to keep going. But Deal with it. Um, yeah. Guys, we were talking about a Dr. Karen Phelps before the break. Um, ex-president of the Australian Medical Association. She's become a bit of an advocate for gay rights. She recently. has, after, um, after she came out and um, embraced her family. A and bit her of an life, icon. She has since been very, very active in the gay community and fighting for gay rights. Um, she's a mother of three. She's now married to her lovely wife. I think it's Julie. I apologise if I got that wrong. They got married over in New York when those laws changed. Um, and she's she is a high like a highly motivated, high, highly respected and intelligent, in- articulate woman. She is a powerful woman as well. So is it power gay? Power gay. Well, but but she's yeah she's not she's not just known for oh I'm famous and oh I sing and oh I have sex with chicks and stuff. No, she's actually she's an intelligent and um, a con- contributing member of society. And who happens to be gay? Yeah, and. We were discussing this at our production meeting on Spencer's, on Spencer's bed. bed. Um, that there are a number of people within the community now who are much better known for their um, their careers, yep. their occupations. Yep. Their they just happen to be gay. That just happen to be gay. But are you are now starting to leverage their fame and their power? For gay issues, yeah. Now, not in a world domination way. No. Although, uh, if they do, I'm totally on board. I think um, <laughs> Penny Wong might have been one of them. Like when she came out and stuff like that, and they said, "Well, you got to, you know, support." It took, it took well, her a while. Yeah, it, it, it take her a while, but took a long while. And and because we, we were talking about who's there, so we came up with a top five. Our top five. Um, top five power gays. We did. Power gays. Yeah. We did. Top five power wow. gays. I yeah. think he might have been in the bathroom. Okay. So <laughs> should we do a drum roll? I All think right. we should. I think we should. Have we got it written down? <laughs> Number five is the Green Senator from Tasmania, Bob Brown. Bob Brown. Oh, yeah. Um, well known. Who's Bob Brown? <laughs> the, sen- the Senator of Green Road for Tasmania. Yeah, like yeah. the head of the Greens Party. Oh, my you God. Know, okay. Do you know who? Bob- you, if you saw him, you would know who he is, and I'm punching you in the face later. Um. <laughs> I know who he is, but I don't think... Our they, listeners. you out there, know who he is, because um, he, he was at the... Parade, yes. You all should know who Bob Brown is. He's the head of the um, leader of the Greens Party. He's also the senator um, from in Tasmania. From, yeah, from Tasmania. Um, he was behind the marriage because uh, there was that big. Um, what did they do last year in Tasmania that he was head of? You've lost me. Okay, Bob Brown. Um, generally, oh, no, yeah. The, um, mar- legalizing, uh, recognizing overseas same-sex marriages. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't think that was him, actually. No, no. It, I'm more talking about the marriage in uh, Tasmania. Uh, oh, the um, the the parliament passing. The, yes. Yeah. No, that's a, that was their state parliament. That was the state parliament. Yeah. He's, he's a federal federal member. Yeah. But he's um, been an advocate for many years. He um, is very outspoken in terms of gay rights, marriage equality. Um, yeah. You know, it may be. A, 
he is definitely one of the good guys when it comes to um to, to gay rights. To, to gay rights. Yeah. Yep. Fabulous. Number, Number four. four. Number four. What have we got here? Penny yeah. Wong. Penny Wong. Penny Wong. Penny Wong. Mem- like the Labor, um, is it finance? Is she now? Finance she- minister. Um, yes. Yep. And she's a senator from South Australia. Yep. Uh, look, we, uh, popped out a kid. She popped out a kid. Well, well, the partner popped out a kid. Yeah. Um, Sophie Alouche. Yes. Alouche. Um, Baby Alexandra. Oh, I love Aww. the name. Um, but... You know, she's been out for her most of her political career, but and it's she's, only been she's the been la- yeah she's been she'll go yes I'm out not here to talk about it yep but within the last twelve months or so has become a lot more vocal um, especially down at the AP rally um, with the married um, the petition m- handover yep handover petition but for the uh, rallying to change the ALP platform um, she became very vocal and very active in that aspect and sort of. I think um, I think garnered a lot more respect from the gay community because mm. she's always she's always been a good um, she's always been on the side of the, um, of the gays, but I think that sort of helped her sort of cement herself within yeah India and into herself to the gay community a lot more, especially being a member of the Labor Party, who for a while there no one was really big fans of mm, exactly yeah number three. We need to get a drum. Yeah. Okay. Another um, person I do not know. Which one of those? Justice Kirby. X. Yes. Justice Michael. Justice Michael Kirby. Um, this man I want to marry. Um, <laughs> despite the fact he's seventy-two, um, lives in Sydney. That's okay. I'm oh, I know who that yeah. is. Yeah. You're like I'm happy to move. <laughs> but he was um, uh, a high court judge for about ten years, up until two or three years ago. So they have to retire when they're seventy. Yes. Yeah. Um, and he came out. You've heard of the book Who's Who? Yep. Uh, where they did a little blurb about famous people from Australia and things like that. That's how he came out. Um, he spoke about his his partner, Johan, and that was his outing back in the late 90s. Yep. Very intelligent man. He was called the great dissenter on the high court because he seemed to be <laughs> deliver a dissenting opinion more often than not, but has been a very um, vocal um, supporter of gay rights, he gave. He a, even has his own Wikipedia page. He sure does. Most he gave a, do these days, he gave a beautiful um, speech at the opening of the Gay Games in Sydney in two thousand two, where I, we will put this on our website because it is one of the most moving speeches I ever, have ever read. Yep. And it finishes with the speech: the athletes go out there and have fun and be um, and be representatives, not only for the gays but for all of humanity. And it just. Beautiful yeah. finish. That's um, one of those moments where you just go, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. But Michael Kirby, wonderful man. Yeah. Number, number two. two. I dropped my drum. Uh, this one you brought in. Am I introducing number one then? If yes. Gonna, all right. Right. This was um, Dr. Karen Phelps. Yes. Yay. Yes. Obviously, um, we spoke about her at the top of this segment. Um, but a fabulous woman in and of herself. Um, she's achieved a lot for the community at large and... Um, are done a lot for the for the lesbian community and the gay community and rights in general. She's just she's um, a human rights activist. Mm. She's a just she's a yeah she's a rights activist. But obviously the gay gay rights in the gay community is big big and thing for her. And she's, she has achieved a lot. Correct me if I'm wrong. And I, she taught me all about calcium. A large <laughs> a large health aspect as well. Yes, being, with the with the medical background. Yeah, being a doctor and mm. that's she's she's a big fan of um, of ensuring the health and well being of everyone. Um, Aww, so, um, love Dr. Karen. Dr. Karen, but number one, mm. going international on this one. And I was, if I was to say Apple and uh, you know iPhones and all that, who would you think? 
Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Now, <laughs> fortunately, now. Steve Jobs has, has carked it just a little bit. Um, but uh, God bless. guess who's in charge now or one of the people up Your there? Your namesake. Your name? My namesake. Well, I am talking about uh, Tim Cook. Yeah. We share the same name. We do. And uh, I don't think he's actually... Because the article read in Q News, read Q News, um, that... it's, it's. I think it's just assumed, or some articles have been written about him being gay, which he hasn't really um, rejected or said. No, that's, that's he's not no commented. Mm. But yeah, uh, but he hasn't. I, I don't think he's officially stated. Oh, by the way, I, you know, like the dick. But um, it, it I is think very few people uh, in those sorts of positions go. By the way, I like the dick. Mm. <laughs> but Spencer, yours truly. Uh, but uh, he he recently um, has a lot of. He's probably. I think one of the wealthiest uh, men in. Well, he's certainly going to be the highest paid CEO mm. by the looks of reports. I hope last he week. looks good in skimmies. Yeah? <laughs> well, Steve Jobs sure did. Exactly. So he's going to have to try and pull that off. Yeah. <laughs> sort that out. Cook. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see whether, with this prominence of his position, whether he does come out. Yeah. He's, I think he's a potential power gay. And whether he. Um, he a uses yellow that gay. Position. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's he's on the he's on the bench. Mm. Yep. He's on yep. the reserves, ready to go. Yep. Um, we don't we don't advocate gays coming out should they not feel um, comfortable no. or not. Yeah, no. not, not but not, do we not advocate space bagging? No, no, no. we're we not fans like of space bagging. Space bagging. Hash space bagging, listeners. Cause Listen to episode twenty nine if you have no idea what we're talking and, about. And um, if we, uh, you know, because di- I, I think there are plenty of influential, powerful gays out there that uh, we, you know much overlooked. If you have anything that you would like to let us know of or, or that you feel we've forgotten or should make special mention of, hashtag... Tweet us, email power us. Gay. Yeah. Hashtag powergay. You can even Facebook us, facebook.com forward slash gay savvy. Yeah. We're going to go to a song now because we've been talking for And we're going to speak about porn. Yay! Woo! Episode 30! Look up. 
Hey, what's up? This is Kim from the Banga Boys and you are listening to Gay Savvy. bit of divinals I touch myself yeah. there, Spencer. Any excuse to play that song, Look, hey, Dr. Burr. you Bert. know, every so often, Luscious Ellen and I just need to take off my, take off the, um, 
the playlist from you. <laughs> yeah. Re-educate you with a bit of 80s goodness. And I, I Just for you out there, I was actually asking Dr. Burke the other day, look, we need another song. What should we play? And he goes, I know what we're going to play. Let's play I'll Stand By You by The Pretenders. And you can just see the, like... The, the utter shame from Spencer. So look, a we had to meet him halfway and play this one. Compromise was reached, and we um we did decide to play "Divinal Side Touch Myself." But you know, well, what's this about Spencer? The song, it's it's you know going from from, from the lovely Chrissy Amplitz. You, know, you, you, you um, think about for, it. You have tendencies. It. You, 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 it happens. Look for, for this young for this fine young lady there. She's going for a walk in the woods down under. <laughs> um, and it got us thinking. Um, back from last week, we were talking about that that dastardly line you on Grinder and Manhunt every so often. No femmes, no fatties, no Asians. And we, we muse... Masculine that, only, masculine. no femmes, no, no queens, all exactly. that jazz. We muse that maybe porn might have something to do with um, how this has influenced... Um, uh, how this has influenced this view. And what we then discovered was there's been a couple of articles written about gay men and their how they've forgotten in the anti-porn debate. Yes, uh, and we are joined with uh, one of the editors uh, of uh, those articles. We'll talk about those articles uh, forthcoming, but uh, hello, Matthew Holloway. Hello, thanks for having me. Thank you for being on Gay Savvy. Um, just to uh, pick us up to speed, um, I, I'm assuming from reading the articles that there, there's a debate happening at the moment in regards to how porn is influencing, uh, I guess, the world, especially the, the Gen Y younger generation. Look, I think there's there's a there's a big debate happening, and I think there's no one really talking about it in the gay community. Yes. It's going on outside of that, and I think that's certainly one of the big points that I've tried to raise. Is just so that those initial conversations can actually start happening. And yeah, it's good that um, you know I, I have this opportunity to to speak with you now um, because I have certainly tried to raise these issues in the past, and I, I think sometimes there's a certain hostility towards it and, and not wanting to discuss. Yeah, these well, particular issues. So I guess the the main point when growing up and and your your first exposure to porn is that the the reason you might shy away from it it's it's often that you know you're, you're a dirty little boy you're, it, there's a there's a real shame aspect around it but when like if that's moved past it's almost seen as as normal and healthy and a, and a, another mm. aspect of one I guess the um, teenage upbringing if yeah, you Yeah, an, another aspect of one's sexual life. Now, some of the points you've raised are around um, the the impact not only that it has on those who uh, are within the porn industry but the viewers of it and and how it can reemphasize a negative view of not just viewers but of the homosexual community at large. Yeah, absolutely. That has been one of the I mean there's so many different aspects to it and um certainly that is one of the ones which i've really tried to raise is um just around uh i mean certainly around self-image mm. um but also factors about um whether it influences the way that we actually act out our sexual relationships um whether you know it's almost like a, a conditioning towards submission or, or certainly pushing us into one role or the other mm. um and and how do you think? Uh, well, personally, we can re- absolutely relate to it too because um you know I feel me and Dr. Burke were actually speaking before like you know I think we're victims of this uh, idea that you put out there because um you know I'm sure gay porn was consumed when you were in high mm-hmm. school 
Dr. Burke? Yeah, yeah well, I, I think the important thing you bring up there is that it, one's ability to, to form intimacy and, um, and develop a relationship. What were your thoughts around that, Matthew? Um, I certainly think that, like, and I, I reference this, um, certainly one of the articles which I, which I mentioned to you um, on Eureka Street, which was around, you know, I really liked some of those points which Jermaine Greer brought up about you know, when we actually go into a sexual encounter, mm. that um, there has been like a conditioning from pornography, and you almost are entering that in a more mechanical sense, and sort of go into it as acting out certain roles, and that's kind of all. There's an element that you know you, you do lose that intimacy because it becomes a more mechanical experience and there's like a, mm. a sequence of events which you're following in your mind and it's it's kind of like you're reliving and is the it, is it pornographic de- material that you've viewed. Yeah, is it then decoupling the, the sexual experience from the emotional relationship side of, of the experience then? Uh, I, I believe it is. I believe it's certainly something which can impact on it. Yeah, no, look, uh, that's... I, I do think that it certainly can you know, influence our ability to form that deeper level of intimacy. Um, I think there's also aspects which which come into it about, you know, um, submissiveness and certainly even some of the sexual practices that, that we do, um, I think some of those actually come from pornography. I think there's certain acts which you wouldn't even think about or or even want to do unless they were seen, unless you'd been influenced by pornography. Well, do you think there's a you know a line should be drawn when uh, like what what's the future when what's the solution do you, do you think when it comes to this issue if if you Look, will I, I think that there just needs to be a just more um, questioning a around the health of it. Um, I think that there needs to be probably just in general more questioning around. I think. The gay community is much more hypersexualized mm. than than other cultures, and I think in many ways we're mm, somewhat think it's more normal yeah. than what maybe it is in the broader community. Um, and I think it's just important to actually start to have these conversations. And I think there probably are people out there who do question it, but I think that in general the community doesn't really want to engage in that. And I think. Um, Certainly in terms of relationships, it would be beneficial uh, to the community if if we did start having those kinds of conversations. Um, I certainly think that you know, the hypersexualized nature of the gay community is... And I mean, I know that you know, it's probably a far stretch to mm-hmm. say this, but I think that pornography and things like that actually are added elements... Um, of, of that broader hypersexualized culture, which does mean that you know there's there's a, a stronger inclination towards things like open relationships and mm, sure. um, I think there was like a a study which came out in the US recently which said something along the lines of um, homosexual males seventy five percent of them had were, were in open relationships and I wonder whether you know that that broader openness towards sex is a contributing factor of that.
It, it much more open and accessible and and almost trying to normalise this kind of behaviour. Yeah, and, and I think there's another element too that, um, and certainly this is something which is raised by, um, in one of the articles which I was discussing, a, a study of 
14,000 men, which they did in Italy. Now, mm-hmm. of course, this was focused, or it wasn't explicitly homosexual or heterosexual males, but um, it was a discussion around pornography and looking at um, how it affected men in their relationships. And in many cases, uh, they found that through pornographic addiction and viewing more and more explicit material, um, men were actually having erectile dysfunction Mm. in actual sexual encounters physically um, because they needed explicit stimulus. Right. From okay, And I I certainly think that there's, you know, if if you look more broadly at that, I would question whether... Yeah, and I've certainly had discussions with, um, you know, many gay males who have been in relationships and maybe after two years or so, they find that the sex is boring or they're not as attracted to their partner. And in lots of cases, those seem to be the times when they do start looking outside the relationship. And um, I think that's, like, definitely a, a contributing factor is the hypersexualizing and the the need for something new and explicit and exciting mm. is there is there almost that the, that porn might be breeding into uh, the the gay culture this expectation of hypersexualization and and that should be normal there's almost an expectation that the hypersexualization you see in porn is what is normal when in fact it probably isn't that's yeah, a very good point. Yeah. Absolutely. And do you think it might be like that in the heterosexual community too, for that matter? Like, you know, definitely it exists in in our in our scene, but with the because they open up the debate more with uh, you know straight porn rather than and and it was you know you Matt that saying well what about you know the LGBT community too? But um, yeah, uh, do, do you think uh, it's getting to a point now, even in the straight generation, where uh, you know sex is becoming you know an issue or, or, or a boring factor that they have to liven up to? That you know, is that the case too? Do you reckon? Oh, absolutely. I, th- I think that that's definitely a case. I think it's definitely something which is happening. But I, I certainly we do just think that there is a much more broad conversation mm-hmm. in terms of. Um, even just use of pornography and things like that in the relationship. I mean, I'm only going off personal experience, but I, you know, have had plenty of um, heterosexual male friends who don't view pornography. Um, I have quite a few heterosexual male friends who have gone into relationships where they have initially viewed pornography and then they've actually had discussions with their partner around use of it when they're in a relationship. Mm. Um, And just through... I don't even think those conversations are actually had very often. I've, you know, I'm a gay male. I've had quite a number of relationships, and I find that the if you actually raise even questions around it, there's often mm, it's seen as much more normal to, <laughs> yeah. to use pornography. And, and if you actually do have any questioning around it, um, it, it often comes across as like quite an unusual thing. Speaking of like, like it, it, it's a very interesting topic because you know, even me and Dr. Burke were talking before too. Like you know, or oh, I was you know uh, uh, talking to Dr. Burke about like you know with my uh, porn consumption in the viewing, past viewing habits. Um, you know, when you actually see a scene where it's two people in a bed being intimate, saying "I love you," and then going and doing the hanky panky, as opposed to uh, a teacher telling a student. <laughs> you're not going to get an A or pass unless you get down on your knees or something like that. Like, you know, where 
you know, the stimulation more it, occurs in the teacher and student scene as opposed to the two people intimate in bed scene. And it has me a bit concerned and scared thinking, oh, God, how do we solve this, this, this issue, this, this, this problem? But uh, well, well, Spencer, when, well, a couple of things you mentioned there go nicely back into some of the things Matt have written. One is around the, um, the intimacy being yes. taken out of, of porn generally, but also around that kind of subservient nature that you speak about as well within um, porn, Matt, which, is, uh, which often depicts a, a masculine straight acting, in inverted commas, even straight man in the dominant position and the, and the younger submissive, um, obviously gay male in the... What uh, they refer to as the twink. The twink. Um, well, yep. you, you've got some in- interesting observations there as well. Yes, it certainly is something which I have raised um, in both articles. Uh, and I guess it, it's, it sort of plays into... I mean, it's certainly not like that, but you, it, it's got those, I don't know, sort of like um, issues around power play. And there mm-hmm. certainly is... I mean, your example, which you just raised about the teacher and the student, I mean, there's a very clear, like authority and and power differentiation there um but i also think that i've certainly raised points about you know um fraternity slash college sort of dudes and And those sort of things where um what would they do in order to yeah yeah how far would they go (laughs) but needing to compete against each other and um you know in some cases the one who who doesn't win is made you know, subservient yeah. to the others. Um, and I think that there's lots of elements about trying to take away a homosexual man's masculinity mm. in in gay pornography. But and but and and that just raises up issues like you know in my head an issue uh, that that I you know think too like because you know in every gay man's life too there's there's also that aspect of uh, sexuality equals power power equals you know sexuality too so it it also just draws that question where is the line drawn when a guy actually you know it does get stimulated when it comes to power and stuff mm-hmm. like that and being powerful um you know mm-hmm. where where can where can that line be drawn where you know there's that intimacy and that power too to fulfill yeah. the man's you know there's, there's the power without the abuse necessarily yeah but uh, very interesting uh, articles. We are going to post these articles on our Facebook page and our Twitter page, and uh, do not, don't be a stranger, Matt. Keep us uh, in the know with uh, you know the other ideas that you put out there because this, like I said, has just raised so many issues and and uh, and ideas uh, for me and Dr. Burke to talk about. Exactly, that. and uh, as you've said, Matt, it's important that these conversations are had. So hopefully, this discussion here can start a broader conversation amongst our listeners. That's great. And thanks very much. Thank you for talking to me. No worries. Thanks very much for joining us, Matt. Uh, All right. The mother boys, baby. The mother guys. Yeah, see a nose ring. Might as well be a bullseye. I used to pull girls like you. Not no nine. You ain't a mixtape chick, baby. Tell me in for your time, say hey, yo. Can you hear me? Uh, can you hear me? One more time, say hey, yo. Can you hear me? I can make it away, make it a soak all night. You just give me the chance, make it a feel alright. That ass makes me wanna ooh. You know exactly what you do. 
running for the seat of Ashgrove, representing the sex party, and you're listening to Gay Savvy.
Spencer, a little bit of Matt. Corby. That was Matt Corby. Do you remember Matt Corby? I do remember Matt Corby. Uh, I'm so sorry that it's taken me this long. I've actually meant to play his song for ages now. It's, it's actually probably going to do big things in other competing radio uh, shows. Um, but because um, he certainly repositioned himself from the kind of pop. He's done know, a Lisa Mitchell. Novel. He's done yes. a Lisa Mitchell. Lisa cheeky Mitchell was bastard. Cheeky bastard. Cheeky indeed. Lisa Mitchell and Matt Corby bastards. Yep, he's he's gone <laughs> overseas, gone to England, done some recording, and he's come back to us with brother and. Oh my God! It's huge. It's oh, it's, it's huge. huge, and and it's yeah, it's, it's one of the most played songs on competing radio stations, and it's just it's just about time I educated you guys if you haven't come across it already. But that was brother by Matt Corby, and he's looking good. What else um, did we play? We played that? some Mike Posner. Yeah, yeah, uh, which was a Not great much. song to talk to finish the porn <laughs> conversation Looks with. Looks like sex. <laughs> Looks like sex. But is it? Mm. Mm. Yeah. But no, we've had a massive show, guys. In the it's words of Lush herself, we've had um, a Canadian marriage discussion. We've talked... Um, Canada, Canada. <laughs> we've talked um, homosexuals, heterosexuals, heterosexualism legislation. Ooh. Ah, we've gotten ourselves confused and figured it all out and then confused we ourselves do. again. We've also, uh, as previously mentioned, uh, we talked porn with Matt Holloway, but more how uh, it impacts on the uh, heterosexual and homosexual community, but um, more just put the idea out there and what needs to be discussed and what oh, needs to be... Exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it seems a natural, healthy part of people's sex lives. Um, yep. But, you know, it's important to discuss like any form of anything in any form of anything in, <laughs> in moderation okay but what happens when it gets a bit too far when it, the when it gets how it, what it are the side fun. effects so it was it was really interesting to speak with um Matt Holloway there we also talked power gays mm, top five yeah Justice Kirby Karen Phelps Penny Wong Bob Brown Tim Cook do you know a power gay can you think of a power gay are you a power gay let us know not a power bottom. No, power no. Don't um, forget, there are plenty of ways you can get in touch with us as well. Um, you can Facebook us, facebook.com forward slash gay savvy. You can tweet us at gay savvy, hashtag whatever you friggin' want. Yep, we'll, like, we'll take it. Email us, gay.savvy.zed at gmail.com. 
And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, you want to keep us on the airwaves and the iTunes waves, which you can search as iTunes, just search Gay Savvy. Um, hit Ooh, up for zzzfm.org.au and subscribe to keep us on the airwaves. You also forgot two other ways you can contact us these days, Luscious Al. You can write to us. Um, P.O. Box 12590, George Street, Queensland, 4003. And you can Tumblr us. Yes. We're yes, we're getting a tum- we've got a Tumblr. We've got a Tumblr. We're tumbling. We're going to be tumbling. Yeah. A tumble, tumble, tumble. We're linking everything in with everything. So if you contact us on one thing about another thing, we'll find out and tell you about that one thing. Yeah. There's where We're trying to integrate. We're integrating ourselves in the with the ideas of world domination. We're getting our network on. Look, guys, we want you to listen to our show. We'd love you listening to our show. We want you to give us content for our show. And thank you very much for listening. Which is why we're going to finish the show with a song from a few years ago. Yeah, I just, I like the song. Do you guys remember this one? You remember the band. I remember the band. Yeah, remember the band, don't remember this song. Now, well, what... I think uh, our friend Mr. Moore, what he loves about the Spencer Factor too, is that we always remember the hit that you know everyone has, but they don't remember the follow-up song, which did make in the top ten most of the time. You know the follow-up songs, but yep. just no one remembers the well, follow-up. Everyone remembers Madison Avenue, "Don't Call Me Baby," but do they remember who the hell are you? I do. Yeah. Do you remember Jennifer Page's uh, hit "Crush"? But do you remember the follow-up? Um, Smash. Sober. Sober. Uh, or, or Sober, smash, crush. Vitamin C. Done by the Hulk. What was uh, Vitamin C's hit? The it, Well, The Itch was the follow-up. Graduation song. Yeah. The Itch. Thank I you don't know, for ruining the punchline really there, Dr. Burke. Sorry, Dr. Spencer. <laughs> um, I don't know. What, what's uh, another band that I could... Uh, think of? We could go on for hours, but I think... And we will. And we in will. In this special three-hour episode. Oh, this was the follow- Stay tuned. Do you, remember, do you remember the song, What Would You Do If Your Son Was a Home, home ground on the floor, and they dream frog is hungry. Do you remember that follow-up hit? That was City High. Do you remember that follow-up hit? I'm Is it this one? We're going to play it now. You're listening to Gay Savvy. I'm Spencer. I'm Dr. Beck. I'm a luscious L. Tune in next week for episode 31. This is City High and Caramel. You can say I'm plain Jane, but it's not the same. No, I ain't in the big names, but I like nice things. I watch boxing matches and football games. I wouldn't mind being an actress, but I love to sing. I like going out, taking walks and stuff. I don't remember many girls because they talk too much. I enjoy quiet nights at home.
could take a little trip to Mikasa Spend the night popping Chris in the hot tub See, I ain't never seen no girl like you Every sexy little thing you do Five, five brown eyes with your thick thighs Every time I see your smile got me hypnotized How a thorough bit's supposed to be Hate the thirsty type, can't even get close to me That's why I got my own stack, daddy How it's supposed to be I ain't about the game playing and gift chasing All in front and daddy, please, we both big facing All the things I want, I got Forget me not, just from my stance While you staring at me, got you hot Not too many is like a one of a kind I mean, even the position like us She just a dime, not impressed by your crisp popping Cause if you what I like Into the night, we gon' be lip-locking But only if I choose to I don't fall in love easily Give you the blues, boo I had you sitting round misty eye Caramel, get them all the time Hot, it's just sitting hot Everywhere I go, I'm sliding And everything I want, I got it 